Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host, and I am thrilled to be here as always. My quote for today is by J.K. Rowling. There's always room for a story that can transport people to another place. We have a fantastic guest for you today. His name is Bart Berkey, and he grew up in Pittsburgh, and he graduated from Penn State University, and he is the founder and CEO of Most People Don't, LLC, a motivational storytelling company dedicated to encouraging individuals to do when most people don't. Recognized as one of the top 25 most extraordinary minds in sales and marketing, Bart has also held numerous global executive roles in the hospitality industry, most recently with the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company, and I am very happy to introduce you to Bart. How are you doing today, Bart? I am excellent, and Heather, I love your quote, because it is about storytelling, yeah. And individuals will remember stories 22 times more than data. So what a perfect, what a perfect quote for, uh, for an intro for a person that's a motivational storytelling. So thank you for having <laughs> me on. I really I, I try it. to make the quotes fit in. I'm glad that you agree. But I am, I feel you. I loved learning more about you and as a motivational storyteller because it is the way that you connect right? Those connections mm -hmm. and, it, and you make people feel. I love to make people feel and stories are the way that we do that. Can you give our listeners a little bit more of a, a background about you and how you got to where you are right, right today? No, sure. Um, goodness. It, for about 31 years, I was dedicated solely to the hospitality industry in about the last 15 years, up into three days ago, was with Ritz Carlton leading a global sales team. Congratulations and, on, yeah, on your thank retirement. Thank you. Er, that. Early retirement. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> I'm not done working, but uh, here I am. Yeah. But anyway, during that time, you know, I was naturally being in the service industry, you pay attention to people and you want to make sure that you will go above and beyond to help others. And I would find myself in client situations, not necessarily wanting to data dump and share all these details, but I really wanted to get to know the person. I wanted to make sure that they were comfortable, that they embraced me as an individual. And then it would lead to, of course, us doing business. Mm -hmm. So after doing that uh, for, again, quite some time, uh, I started writing a few stories and sharing with some industry folks. And I was a recruiter for Ritz-Carlton for about three years. And I just started to notice that people were not doing what you would expect them to do when interviewing for a job. So if you can well imagine, Heather, a great opportunity, great luxury company, a job, a job that would fit you perfectly, and individuals would go through the process, and then no one would follow up, and no one would send a thank you note, and no one would call to say, thanks for the time, and no wow. one would check in. So it just became this prevalent, most people don't mentality of most people don't do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And then I started to recruit for even senior, more senior level positions. And it just became very evident that this was a message that I wanted to share with people. So first from my lens as a hospitality veteran, and then secondly, from the lens of a recruiter, 
and I would go to college campuses and I would share this story with people. But then you also realize that there's a lot of things that people don't do in general in life. Most people don't focus on fitness and health and well-being because 74% of Americans are considered overweight. Uh, when you think about goal setting and goal attainment, most people don't accomplish their goals. Come New Year's resolutions time, people have great ideals, but by January 20th, 92% of people fail at their goals. Mm -hmm. So that's just basically, I, I wanted to be able to take this mantra, take this philosophy, it's easy to remember, and share stories with people that will nudge them to do what most people are not doing. I absolutely love it. I mean, we, we have the, all of these intentions, right? I, I, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do this other thing, but that follow through yeah. is seriously lacking. Now, I, being the eternal optimist that I am, would have said that people stopped their New Year's resolutions by, I would have given them probably mid-February. Are you serious? <laughs> January, what, 20th, 22nd? Yes. That's, crazy that's so crazy but you know what's interesting about this i'm just thinking it strikes me that it doesn't take a lot no to stand out then right no it, it really doesn't and i'd like to share this message as well i said to say thank you is nine keystrokes including the space and people can count that out later later just to make sure that i'm <laughs> uh, i'm telling the truth with that but it's nine keystrokes to say thank you and that's all it really takes to make a difference with somebody. And one of the stories that I share is called BTW Good Morning. So by the way, acronym, good morning. Because uh, some, some friends that I used to work with and some colleagues that I used to work with, uh, I would wake up very early in the morning and I would start sending out tasks. And very kindly, my dear friend Angela sent back, by the way, good morning. And that was a reminder to me that I cannot be starting to send out tasks. I have to go back, even though in my mind, the most important thing is, can you please help me with this, 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 and that? Very nice, very professionally requested, mm -hmm. but it's not really being appreciative. Mm -hmm. It's not being other focused mindset yeah. of thinking, how else is someone else going to receive this message? So simply a, by the way, good morning, or a thank you, or a great or an outstanding, or I'm so proud of you, or I'm thinking of you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really goes a long way. And this is not just when you, people are looking for, for jobs. It's not when you're looking to make a great impression in your current work position, but it's also just from a friend and family perspective. Isn't it nice when you do something that you say that you're going to do? I found a great recipe, Heather. Let me send it off to you. I took a phenomenal photo of us together uh, and I found it and I want to make sure that you, you have it. I'm going to share it with you. And, and if you actually do that, it, it just, it shows that you are a person of substance. And, uh, I, I love this part. This is so important. Um, just this week on Monday, I uh, ran a, a gratitude event, a zoom virtual mm -hmm. gratitude event and the transformation that occurs in a human being when we feel the gratitude ourselves and then the transformation that takes place in the other human being when we express the gratitude is incredible. So I love, you know, people like, oh, yeah, I said thank you. I said thank you. No, but to be present, to remember, to show that you mean it, the sincere gratitude, 
I think is lagging today. And I think your message of sharing these things and remembering to do these important things is vital. It really is. Yeah. And, and, you know, Heather, during this time period when so many people are dealing with challenging situations and it might be reduced hours, it might be that they were laid off or lost their job or they're concerned with health for themselves or for with others. There's a lot of negativity going on in the world right now. And if you Mm -hmm. can share a little bit of kindness, and I'd like to tell people, get out of your own head. If you do something for someone else, if you volunteer your time, if you donate something, it's going to make you feel better. And as Mm -hmm. you mentioned, the gratitude aspect, the recipient is going to feel great. And then there's also studies that show when you give to others, when you volunteer, you produce uh, endorphins, almost like you would be exercising. And it's going to give you that type of volunteer high, almost like a runner high yeah. from, uh, from natural, of course, na- natural substances in your body, yeah. but it's going to make kind. you feel <laughs> the, the, the good, healthy, yeah. natural kind. Yes. <laughs> well, I love that very much. Now, do you have any, since you're an amazing storyteller, do you have any good stories of how you have used you know, that, that most people don't mantra in your own life. How have you done some things that most people don't and how has it benefited you? No, thank you, Heather, for asking that. Someone just asked me that question the other day. What makes me different? Because I'm always challenging people that I'm presenting to what makes you different, unique, and special. So someone also just asked that to me the other day, and I need to step back just a little bit. One of the reasons why I wanted to write the book and I have these collections collections of stories, one, I wanted to get something done that my father would be able to see before he passed. So Mm -hmm. I wrote the book four years ago, almost five years ago, and he was able to see it. He was suffering dementia, was beginning to lose his mind. And the most amazing thing was, and I have a great photograph of him reading my book, even though he could not necessarily always articulate his words, he could read and his mind enabled him to read out loud. So he was able to read some stories and some chapters before he passed. So one, I wrote it as a legacy to my my family, to my kids, to my wife, to my parents, but also as a reminder to me to be a better person. Because if I am out there telling people, do what most people don't, because there's great benefits in doing, and I don't do those things, it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be truthful. So it's a great reminder to me to be a better person, to do what other people are not doing, to follow up, to follow through, to show appreciation, to show gratitude, because I'm not perfect. But if I have to read my book and look at my book and think about my messages, it's enabling me to be a better person. And then I guess that to answer your question, when we're looking at how have I applied, most people don't, you know, there's something in very appropriate from fear to fire perspective. Um, I, I have challenged people to, uh, I'll, I'll have this statement. Most people don't face their fears and challenges. And, and that's, that's a statement. Most people don't do these things. So I'll never forget. It was last summer. I was presenting to a group of about 200 people. And I'm sharing this story about how I had a horrible, almost like an out of body, not being sedated full enough yeah. surgical experience when I was 12 years old. 
And I won't get into all the details, but basically I heard them say, he's out, let's get started. And yet could not move, could not stop the surgeon oh. from, from, from moving forward, couldn't stop anyone from doing any of these things. And basically that then scared me uh, to being worried about death, to be worried about losing control. This was when I was 12 years old. And back then, my parents, very loving, did not know to send me to a psychologist or a psychiatrist that, you know, let's, let's walk through this. Mm -hmm. So Heather, I had this fear then of passing out. That was my fear. And while most people might be afraid of tunnels or spiders or big dogs or animals or hurricanes or whatever the case is, I was afraid of tunnels because I was fearful that I would pass out when driving through, crash car and die. Um, I was afraid of going to the back of a, a department store where I would not have easy access to get out and escape. Mm. Um, sad. Uh, every single night, and I wrote a story about this, um, I would tell my parents, ask my parents or state to my parents when saying goodnight, I would say, see you tomorrow, right? See you tomorrow, right? See you tomorrow, right? And if my parents said, right, if they gave me the affirmative that, yes, I would indeed see them in the morning, I knew I wasn't going to die as a young kid in my sleep. Horrible, right? Oh, sad, yeah. sad, sad. Yeah. And I, I, I don't mind sharing this because I've, I've come through the fear to the fire. Mm. And I think it's important that we open up and share as many stories as possible. So going back to when I'm sharing this, this story about most people don't do certain things, because I've had a fear of dying, because I've had a fear of losing control ever since I was little, I never rescheduled my nose surgery. So for 40 years, Heather, I've not been able to breathe well. My deviated septum just never fully recovered. The surgery was not proper. It didn't correct it. So I thought to myself, I'm telling people, challenge your fears, face your challenges, overcome your obstacles. I'm going to schedule my own nose surgery. So I came home, talked to my wife. I said, you know what? I have to live up to who I am and what I'm encouraging other people to do. Schedule my nose surgery November 18th. Surgery was going well. They came out as an outpatient. They told my wife, yep, he's done. Let's um, you know, pull the car around. He's ready to go home. Well, sadly, during my recovery, I started having chest pains. Uh -oh. And I ended up having a heart attack. Um, my heart went down to about 10% efficiency when it should be much higher than that. Rushed me off to the hospital. The surgery went well. But to me, if I had never faced the fear of getting my nose corrected, I could have had chest pains on a plane by myself, mm. in a hotel room by myself, driving by myself. So the way that I look at it, this most people don't essentially save my life. And it had allowed me to go from fear to fire in my life. I, I have on my arm, and if we were showing video, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. My wife doesn't want me to get a tattoo, but about every three days or so, Heather, I write heart on my left arm in permanent marker mm -hmm. because I don't want to forget that situation. I don't want to forget how I face my fear how I came through it, how I'm here, and anything else that happens. If I have a bad day, if the internet goes down, if mm. something happens, guess what? I'm here and I went through that. And that's a message that I like to share with other people. You have a, a, a roof over your head, great. You have food in your kitchen, okay. If you don't, come live with me and everything will be okay. Mm. 
You know, Bart, I absolutely, this, this is a very powerful story uh, to encourage people to be um, congruent, right? First mm-hmm. of all, because you're saying, I, I wrote this book, mm-hmm. now I have to be the book, right? I can't just speak it and do something that's not congruent with what I believe to be true and what I'm telling other people to be true. And I think that that is it's really important for us to come back to. It's why accountability, we tell someone that we're going to do something because we're much more likely to actually do it, right? So yeah. accountability is super important. But also, the, what you got out of your experience, we need to learn the lessons. You know, all the time things are going to happen, crazy things, bad things, good things. But when we take the time to think through the lesson, and then when you're writing the heart on your arm, like to remember the lesson, Mm -hmm. you know, I know for for myself, there are times when I've had to learn the same lesson, like Mm -hmm. four different times. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, Heather, get the lesson, right? Uh Right, right. And and I have to tell you listeners out there, I was really thinking Bart was very mean because he teased me that he had a, a story that he wasn't going to tell me <laughs> until we got on and we're recording. And I'm like, okay, so now that was the story that Bart was referring to. And he teased me. I am, you know, I... I wanted to know. I'm a curious being. <laughs> so thank and, you. And you're a kind person too. <laughs> well, yeah, and, why? Because it didn't give you too hard of a time for yes. me. Yes. <laughs> yes, and you're still letting me be on your podcast. So thank you. And <laughs> yeah. one other thing, Heather, that I was just yeah. thinking of is that if if you are if you need to remind yourself of certain things, what is an easy way of reminding yourself? And I think the most interesting thing is uh, the most people don't just terminology. And I'll give you another quick example. Uh, I'm signing up for some new car insurance and I want them to send me quotes. So my email address is, you know, Bart at most people don't.com. And as soon as I say that, as soon as I give out my email address, people are just like, boy, that's true. Isn't it? I'm yeah. like, what your email address? Most people don't. That is so true. And it sparks on conversations, but the other aspect about it, and I use the abbreviation MPD, just that allows people like you would remember, uh, you know, 911 to call for emergencies, MPD, it's easy to remember, it's unique, it's different. And if that's all it takes, and after sometimes I present to individuals, I'm like, okay, tell me the, your major takeaway. And sometimes they'll say most people don't, sometimes they'll say MPD, but as long as this would then serve as a reminder for them to do something different, to something that they've never done before, to do what most people are not doing. It just, it works. And um, it's just, it's, it's amazing that it works. And I actually looked into the scientific reasons when you look at behavioral changes, and I know you're certainly an expert with regard to this, but it has to be in order to change behavior. When you think about some of the health clubs and the fitness centers and what they do to encourage people to get healthy again. If you look at uh, orange theory, as an example, mm-hmm. you know, the most aspect of most people don't is that you're comparing yourself to other people. So it's competitive. Um, so most people um, don't can be a negative, but you're going to get an immediate gratification when you think of that. And then you actually turn to action and you do something. So there's certain elements of simply thinking most people don't, 
which will create this, this movement of effort and behavioral change. So it's just, it, it, I didn't know that when it started out. Um, but um, that. but that, that is, you know, one of the scientific reasons or causes of behavioral changes were some of these aspects that most people don't have. Yeah, you know, and and I love the the reminder because I'm a very visual person, and so mm -hmm. you know, vision boards remind me of what I am striving for in my life, right? And so a simple MPD post-it, yeah. right, can can refocus you on doing those right things. Do you have any good stories of how other people have, um, you know, maybe your clients or how they've used this? No, yes. Um, this is a, a very powerful one that I, I uh, will, will always remember just because it had such an influence on this one gentleman. So I was sharing and presenting to a group, uh, again, a few years ago. He was a member of the audience and I was sharing an unrelated story, but it was about the fear of missing something awesome or the fear of missing out or YOLO, you only live once, but essentially about living in the present. And uh, I, I ran into him about two years ago and he said, Bart, I just want you to know how most people don't has affected my life. I was like, okay, great. Tell me, you know, what, what happened? He said he was coming home from a really long day of work. Traffic was a nightmare. It was a frustrating day. All he wanted to do was go home and have a scotch and sit on the sofa. He just wanted to relax, decompress, watch TV, whatever the case is. Well, his 11-year-old son also had a very bad day, had a very bad day at school, um, frustrated with grades and with teachers and with other classmates. All he wanted to do was welcome his dad home and play basketball. Mm. So my friend Michael finally gets home, walks through the door, uh, and again, traffic horrible because it had been raining. Mm -hmm. The son comes up to him, bombards him as he enters through the door. Dad, dad, let's go play basketball. And my friend Michael's first reaction was, are you kidding me? I just want to sit down. I just walked through the door. How many of us sometimes will feel with a really bad day? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden in his mind, he thought, most people don't live in the moment. And he said, son, go put on your bathing suit. Let's go play basketball in the rain. Hmm. And that just has stayed with him forever. And I like sharing that story because that's how it affected him. He was able to think about living in the present, enjoying the moment, because soon his son is going to go off to college mm -hmm. and move away. And they won't be having those times where someone is asking him to play basketball and the rim is going to get rusty and the net is going to come off and he's going to think back, you know, what? at least my son and I did some amazing things. I said yes more often than no. Oh, what a beautiful story. I love that. And, you know, when we can become present mm -hmm. with the people that we love in our lives, there is, there's literally no better gift. And it's funny that no matter what you give kids, mm -hmm. the thing that they remember, the stories that my teenage sons come back <laughs> and tell me about are the silly, crazy moments that have nothing to do with the things that they received. It had everything to do with the presence, right? I love that story, that is phenomenal. 
You know, I'm, I'm going to say we're getting close to the end here already, but I wanted to, I can't not capitalize on your experience with the Ritz-Carlton and the hospitality industry overall, mm-hmm. because I do so much work with um, the hospitality industry. I would love, do you have any thoughts for what's going on in the world now and what you might recommend for our event professionals today to be able to help make it through. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Heather, I like sharing this this acronym. Uh, it's about face your challenges, face your obstacles. And for purpose of this podcast, it would be face your fears. Mm. And the F in face stands for flexibility. The A is acceptance. The C is calm and creative. And then the E is empathetic. I think we all, whether you're in the hospitality industry or are affected in any way, shape, or form in the events industry or just in the general economy, that we need to think about these things. So I read a story the other day about a bake shop that was selling more flour to individual consumers than they were using to make their own baked goods. That is being flexible. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you think about virtual meetings, you and I have had to adjust quite rapidly, I'm sure, to doing mm-hmm. virtual meetings. A year ago, I didn't even know what Zoom was. And here, <laughs> here we are doing presentations multiple times a day using Zoom. Yeah. So be flexible. And if you think it will come back, I know it will come back because face-to-face is just so critical. It's so important. Be flexible in the meantime. Can you become an expert on virtual events? Can you become an expert on um, making profit through virtual events? Can you understand all of the different platforms that are out there that you can use to host virtual events? There is so much amazing content out there, especially through industry organizations. Become certified, become educated, and be ready because uh, this is training right now for your title fight. And I like Mm -hmm. to share this example that winds rise against the wind. Kites rise, rather, against the wind. It makes more sense that way. Kites (laughs) rise against the wind. And think about what is going on in our world, in our industry, in events. There's an awful lot of wind. What that allows you to do as the kite is to rise really very, very high. Because at a certain point, the winds are going to die down. Things will get back to normal. And then the question for all the listeners and everyone out there, how high Did my kite rise when I had the opportunity? What training are you doing right now? And accept that you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. This pandemic was not not caused by you. Mm -hmm. um, And it's not happening to you. These are opportunities that are happening for you. So be calm and creative. And then be empathetic. Just be sensitive to other people. Maybe you score a great job. Maybe you scored a promotion. Um, I don't want to see uh, your message in front of your mansion with your brand new pool or Ferrari, right? <laughs> I'd rather see a message about you and your new puppy, right? Don't brag, be empathetic of others. And uh, we, we'll all get through this. We can do anything for at least a year. Right. I love that. Thank you. I, I think that I, a lot of people will really get it in Anyway, it doesn't have to be the hospitality industry. It doesn't have to be the event industry. Anyone right now will get something out of that message. Bart, you have been amazing. And I am certain that our listeners are going to want to reach out to you, maybe get your book, um, learn more about you and your speaking. Can you please share a little bit about how people can find you? Yeah, Heather, probably the easiest way would simply be mostpeopledon.com. 
And there's a lot of other ways to get there, bartberkey.com, bartaberkey.com. And I guess I'm very blessed that I'm the only Bart Berkey in the entire universe. <laughs> so people can find me that way. I'm not like a, a Jane Smith or a John Doe, right. but most people don't.com. There's videos. And then I'm, of course, on social media and really just trying to spread positivity in the world to encourage people to do what most people are not doing. I love that. It is a beautiful message. And I know that you've already left us with a, a ton of great nuggets, but do you have any final uh, burning uh, wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners today? It just realize that when you do what other people are not doing, there's two different ways of looking at it. There's the benefits of getting something done. And then there's also the consequences of not doing something. So if I don't get healthy, what is going to happen? And I, I never want most people don't to be a negative thing. So mm. MPD also stands for many people do. Mm. And I think that's the most positive aspect. There are many people that are doing, and there's many people that are going above and beyond. And I would just like to leave that MPD also stands for many people do, and I'm hoping all of you will. Oh, what a beautiful way to close, Bart. You have been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time and wisdom today. My pleasure. Thank you, Heather.